Taxi Squad Podcast Season 2, Episode 4, 515. It is currently Thursday, January 27th. We are still rocking and rolling, people. Welcome back. Vince, how we feeling? feel great, dude. This is earlier than we usually record, so I'm feeling spry, ready to go, ready to chat. Oh, yeah. Workday's done. Getting into this a little bit earlier today because we got the time and then I'm out of town, so... You know, let's uh, let's get let's get straight into it. We uh, yeah, lots to talk about. Absolutely, we got we got a we got a packed show today. Uh, a little bit of Bears Bonanza, but let's get into our favorite topic. It is the strange and unusual, and who is more strange and unusual than Antonio Brown? <laughs> he's dude. He's back and better than ever. Uh, I'm sure people saw us around, so this came out last week, but. Antonio Brown hanging out with Kanye, Floyd Mayweather, Madonna, Julia Fox, a couple other people um, after he basically left uh, the Bucks. My guy, he like he has a great way to find the camera and find the uh, find the virality of many tweets throughout the world. I'm so sick of this guy. (laughs) And, you know, I'm a big Tom fan. So, of course, on Sunday, I'm sitting there and I'm like. Man, they really could have used AB in this game. Oh, yeah. He, he fucked him really bad. Yeah. Like, he buddy fucked him really bad. You see what he posted after the game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About the Bucks losing? He was, like, happy about it. I'm like, that is weird. That's weird. That man, that man. I don't know how anybody in their right mind gives him a job. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. So, he went on I Am, an Ath- I Am Athlete Pod um, with Brandon Marshall. Chad Ochocinco sometimes on it. So Aggie P, Nick Young is on it. Um, he said that he really wants to play with quote unquote action Jackson in Baltimore. Um would they sign him? <laughs> Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh, not Jim Harbaugh, John that's, Harbaugh would look at him and say, Yeah, get fucked, dude. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, no. But way. Lamar is on it. He wants that shit bad. Yeah, but Lamar hasn't proven himself enough to be capable of going like he I want MVP. that guy. What? He won an MVP. Yeah, I get he won an MVP, but you're not Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he does need receivers, though, to be honest. Hollywood Brown's a high, but... You can draft a receiver. I mean, that's the thing in the NFL today. Like, you know, running backs, receivers, maybe not as much as running backs, but you can find a guy in the second, third, fourth round that can come in and make an immediate difference for you. I'm I mean, he was a second rounder, a. wasn't he? A.B.? Yeah. No, he's like a six-round draft pick. Oh, it was later? I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, Central Michigan, so like go. a very late-round draft pick. Rags to riches guy. That's why when all this happened where he became like this nuisance and this just locker room cancer. A bummer, yeah. Well, everybody brings up the Vantaze birth set hit. Where yeah. he just got destroyed yeah. over the middle. Wait, Vontaze perfect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Yeah. That's been that's been the talk. Yeah, everybody says, oh, after that hit, he's never been the same. And they say the CTE kicked in after that or some shit. No one knows that. It's stupid. No one knows. I mean, no one's gonna know until, you know, you have a until he, he, right now until he's dead. <laughs> Honestly. Right, there's no real way of checking for right. it until you are dead and you have an autopsy. So I just feel as if that this man has gone from, you know, a cool underdog story to now just being a totally, a total ignorant asshole. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't think there's another way he gets signed. 
yeah. mean, obviously, there's like some specific ways where it could happen, but like after the Brady thing went down, it's like who else is gonna help him? It's just not only that, but it's like Tom brings you in, like a brother, like takes care of you. Yeah, dude, go right. to my house. Let's get you back on the right course. And then you you go and do some shit like this. And if there's anybody thinking about how to handle a situation in the future, don't do it like this. This is a prime example of what not to do. <laughs> like, talk about strange and unusual. You, you're going to go hang out with Kanye. Don't get me wrong. I love Kanye's music. Yeah. But Kanye isn't maybe necessarily the best guy to no. kind of lean on for. Lloyd Mayweather know. isn't, dude. You know. <laughs> Donna's kind of wild. I, I saw that video and I was like, yeah, there, there's some serious missing brain cells in this room right now. Well, Donna's like 70. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then it's like Floyd Mayweather, too. I mean, Floyd, right. don't get me wrong, arguably one of the greatest boxers to ever live. Um, Dumb. Just, <laughs> oh, can't even read. <laughs> right. That's you remember when the about. ALS challenge was going on? Everybody's pouring yeah. buckets of ice on themselves? Yep. 50 Cent probably has my favorite of all time. Yeah, I remember that shit. Where he's like, hey, you and for you, this. Lloyd, if you can leave one page of a Harry Potter book, I'll <laughs> donate 150000 <laughs> To any any oh, organization shit. of your choosing. Uh, it's and genius. then he throws the bucket of ice. He's like, fuck the bucket of ice, man. <laughs> it is like badass estate that he owns, too. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was awesome. But oh, yeah, Antonio it, Brown's a mess. I don't see him getting signed anywhere else. But I mean, I guess if you're going to say anywhere, it possibly could be the Baltimore Ravens. Well, and then to add insult to injury, he goes on Bryant Gumble. Right? right, real sports with Brian Gumble been on the right. air for twenty plus years. People listen to that shit a lot too. So. Dude, I grew up watching Brian Gumble. Yeah, covers great sport topics. Absolutely. But listen, when he like he said in that interview, and Brian Gumble's giving him some good questions, like, so this this wasn't your choosing to just walk out. Well, they told me they didn't want me there, so I walked out. He's like, okay, of course I'm paraphrasing. And then he goes on his rant. He says, "Yeah, the Bucks offered me two hundred thousand dollars to get a psychological evaluation. I told him keep it." Oh, what the fuck? And Brian Gumble stopped him. He's like, "Yo, yo, yo, wait." He's like, "They offered you two hundred thousand dollars and you refused." That's crazy. Like they offered him like a bonus to like, dude, just go get yourself just right. Go to this, yeah. But the ego gets in the way with some of these guys, and yeah. Uh, well, I yeah, just I know he said him he gets his shit together. I know he said too, uh, when they told him to get out, he's like, I'm not passive aggressive. He's like, Some they told me to leave, they don't want me, I left. I'm like, I guess, but if anything, he's the epitome of being passive aggressive. Right. Exactly. But because you yeah. go on the Bob or the, the Mentory podcast, Bob Mentory does all the great Yeah, the, the full send one. Yeah, he goes on Mentory's podcast and starts talking shit about Tom. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's confusing. I don't. I don't really know where to go with it. It's like it's not confusing. It's him being an ignorant well, right. douchebag. Yeah. It's to me. It's like I don't know how someone acts like that. I guess that's what I mean by confusing. We've touched on in the show before. He's done. Yeah. He's done. There's no way in hell he's going back to playing in the NFL. You like to think so. I. I don't think he's going anywhere either. But never say never. He'll get a shot. We learned that this year with the Colts. Never say never. <laughs> oh, with Wentz. No, with at the end of the season. That's so I guess yeah. Oh, once. okay, okay, yeah. End of the it's season. It's never gonna happen. Fire. Boom, right in your face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't, don't think, think he'll. Anywhere. No, yeah, I, I think he's you. done. I think he's done. Now they're stars. So he's gonna sue the Bucks. Good luck. Nice, perfect. Go ahead. Good luck. Well, let's get into one of the most wild 
playoff divisional yeah. series weekends I have ever seen. I've never I mean, been so like happy to be completely wrong with all the picks. Me too, dude. Me too. I, I mean, just one didn't come to fruition, but it almost did. I was 13 seconds away from fucking glory and looking yeah. like a genius. Uh, but, you know, then uh, Mahomes happened. So, oh, man. I He's, mean, just what a weekend. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that was the thing, too, uh, watching the Bengals game up, up front against the Titans. I was like, damn, they look good. That was a really fun game. And, like, McPherson going off the field and being like, yeah, we're going to the AFC Championship, and then just strong nutting it right into it, and it was like, yeah, boom, there's a win. But then, literally the next game, Packers can't score, and then the next two games are also end of the game, overtime, or in the, within the last minute, it ends, game-winning shot. So, I mean, you can't really ask for a better weekend, right? Oh, my God. every Basically, every game was decided by three points, minus... Beautiful. Minus the Kansas City game, which was the best game. <laughs> oh, it, it was the most offensive-driven game. I mean, yeah. that that was a game that is just ridiculous to me that they they just went off like. Oh, I was hollering! Game. I was hollering at the TV when that was happening. Oh my God, so was I. I mean, it was it was tough to, it was tough to break down as you know, being a football fan. It's like, man, this whole situation right now is getting real heavy, and you just saw two quarterbacks probably at their uh, just peak. Yeah, careers just going battles like I could watch that game like I wish like sometimes football had a seven game series because yeah, so you can watch be, that again. It would go that, to seven games. <laughs> it would it would 100 percent go to seven games. I mean, that would just be a back and forth of who wins. But, you know, it's just not sustainable in football to do. Right. Yeah. So let's start, though. Let's kick it off at the top of the weekend. I mean, the Bengals Titans game, I, this game was just I. I knew it was going to be a defensive battle, but I didn't think it was going to be this close. The Bengals D looked really good. Yeah, they looked on top of their shit. Which is not what I expected to say today. Um, No. Joe Burrow is badass. That's pretty much easy to see now. I mean, he didn't even throw a touchdown, which is (laughs) kind of funny. But I don't know. It's like the the Titans kind of looked meh. Derrick Henry didn't look like he was completely healthy, and the Bengals just took advantage of it. Dude, Joey B goes out and throws for like 348 yards and doesn't even have a touchdown. Right. He did what he needed to, though. It's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, he drove them down the field when he needed to be on point. Him and Jamar Chase, I mean, just absolute, just disgusting. Yeah, and a sleeper, too. CJ Uzma was huge for them this week. You know, I read somewhere that a lot of people were saying that Uzma was going to be a guy for them this week. And it's like he had sneaky games all season where he would show up and blow up. He'd do nothing for three weeks, and then there would be one week where it's like three touchdowns, seven receptions, like ridiculous games. Oh, absolutely. He he is definitely an emerging tight end in this league. And, you know, as as Joey B would say, why not them? I mean, this whole game was just like a fist fight, and it was defense, 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 not a lot of scoring. Of course, you know, Derrick Henry's going to get his rushing touchdown. Of course, that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, but, Joey but even B, so, he ran it a lot, and he was only averaging three yards a carry. So, well, when you're a one-trick pony, but Tannehill, man, he killed them. He killed them. Three interceptions. Yeah. You can't. I mean, can't how do that. you react to this now? <laughs> like, he's been like kind of a guy the last couple of years. People are like, oh, we were wrong about him, but like, you're putting it put into a spot right here where you're the favorite, you're the one seed, and you're going against the Bengals, and you put up a show like this. Like, something's not going to be sustainable. Well, if you're Mike Vrabel, how do you view this now? How do you go, okay, we've been to a playoff series the past three years, and in every game 
you wind up throwing two plus picks. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's not it's not a good optic as a coach. So what do they do? Do they go out and go get a quarterback like Jimmy G? Wow. More of a game manager. Rodgers? No. <laughs> I don't think Rod. We'll get into Rodgers. I don't think he's going to go anywhere that we think he's going to go. But I do believe, though, that Tannehill might be outside looking in for a guy like Jimmy G, who's a game manager. And if, he, yeah. if, right? they, if they go all in on uh, Trey Lance next week or next year, that could be a possibility. Good. I mean, that's Jimmy G's what they want Tannehill to be. They don't want him to be a world beater. They just want him to take care of the ball. Yeah, take care of the football. You got some weapons. Get it to him. Make some good throws when you need to make them, and don't beat yourself. And it seems like the tail of the tape for the Titans the past three years is that they beat themselves in big games. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even so, one thing with the Titans, probably one of the greatest plays I saw, that A.J. Brown one-handed, like, cradle catch. I don't know if you caught that one. Ridiculous. Dude. Double covered. Right, exactly. It was funny, too, because, like, it was an incredible throw, dude. <laughs> like, where Tannehill placed it, A.J. Brown just turned around and it ended up in his hand. Like, I was like, that's amazing. I'm like, is Tannehill good again? And I'm watching him throw picks all over the place. There is the thing, right? Almost every quarterback in the NFL, minus Mitch Trubisky, can, can, can put the ball basically Hater. where they want. <laughs> true statement. Hater. Um, true statement. Um, can basically put the ball really where they want to put it. and. If you're not saying elite, but you're in that top tier of quarterback play, it's going to be something that you should be capable of doing. But once again, when the lights are the brightest and yeah. it's your time to shine, don't beat yourself. Well, it seems to me that the Titans 100% beat themselves. Because let's face it, if you don't have those three interceptions in untimely situations, by the way, first possession yeah. of the game, you yeah. throw a pick. That fucked the momentum up entirely right off the bat. Right there, I was like, the Bengals might have a chance to win this game. Yeah, and I mean, really, the difference between a pick... I mean, McPherson had four field goals, so, like, one pick might have gotten you the difference. If you if you didn't throw one pick and you traded one of the, those three points, it's, you know, Titans win that game, so... Is McPherson the greatest fifth-round draft pick ever? I, I thought it was funny, too. He might be. I thought it was funny that people... We're hating on him for picking a kicker in the draft. It's like, oh, you can go pick one up anywhere. This guy's a beast. <laughs> 12 of those points are him. Yeah, he is the reason they won the game, if we're being it's entirely insanity. honest. It's insanity. Of course he's the reason they won the game. It's on his leg alone they won the game. Yeah, he, like, went out on the field with, like, two enormous balls and was just like, hey, check this out. What well, dunk? 54-yard long? Come on. It, do you really have I, – I think to be in, like – that level of just ice cold. I think like you really just have to have a demeanor about you in the NFL to be a kicker like that, where you have to be that way. Like he's got like drew luck, uh, Jeezy vibes to him, but it for, actually worked <laughs> for real though. Like you got Adam Venetieri vibes kicking shit like that. And then like when Joey B says in the press conference, they're like, yep, we're, we're going to, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, said it right to Brandon to Allen and then walked out and just beasted it. Balls of steel, dude. I love that. Good for you. I mean, I love the confidence. You, got, I think you have to have that level of confidence, and you have to have that kind of swagger about you. Gusto, yeah. Yeah, to be a kicker like this in the NFL. I mean, man, just a, a hell of a game. I'm so – I am so jacked for the Bengals and Joey B and Jamar yeah. Chase. Like, God, imagine <clears throat> if Joey B had protection. 
right? It seems like it doesn't really matter all that much right now, but yeah, they when they get a couple offensive linemen in there, Ooh, they boy. could be they could be pretty good, man. Bet your bottom dollar they could be pretty good. Well, Titans need to do some reevaluating. What would you think is the biggest piece that they need to add in the offseason to be a little bit more relevant moving into 2022? Dude, that's so hard too because I mean, I think there's really I can't only even... one answer. Their defense is good. They have the best running back in the league. I mean, Julio is Julio, but he's still their wide receiver too. Like, A.J. Brown's a really good player. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. And that, and that line's pretty good too. Like, you just kind of need a new quarterback. But it th- feels well, wrong saying it. If so, who who's like, who are three guys you would identify to say they could go there? <clears throat> well, I think the Jimmy G thing is definitely – possibility the only thing with that is there's a bunch of different people that would want to get him as well but the problem with this too is who's going to be available we know this is a quarterback light draft no one's really kind of coming out and making themselves known besides Kenny Pickett and like I don't know there's a lot of young quarterbacks that teams aren't ready to get rid of yet so like I don't know like (laughs) who do you pick up besides Jimmy yeah who do you pick up? I mean, do you try and make a big swing and you have draft capital, go get a guy like Rogers? Do you try? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think really every team should be on the phone for him for being honest. Well, every single team should try and make a phone call for that. It's just depending on where he wants to go. Exactly. And I don't know if Nashville, I mean, maybe, but I don't know if Nashville is where he's, he's going to want to go. Yeah, I don't know if it fits the image of uh, A-Rodge either. It's going to be interesting to see. I would think that they try and ride one more year with Tannehill and, yeah. and see if they can trade somebody midseason. Maybe maybe Kirk Cousins. Maybe the new regime decides in, in Minnesota that they're like, hmm, Kirk, you're not the guy. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is the like upgraded version of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Isn't that, that's kind of funny. You could see that working, though. That's the thing. Yeah, because they, they only need him to be a little bit better. Just a little bit. Yeah. You need a little bit better. So that's why maybe a, just a conservative pick. It's would quite be a salary to take on too. Yeah, so, I don't know. Because you think like maybe it's the Teddy Bridgewater thing where you just go and kind of pick up a middle guy and see what's up. Well, that, Teddy wouldn't be like a, a a bigger upgrade. Right. Right. Than, it's just, yeah. Hill. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, obviously plenty of teams have been looking for quarterbacks for years, so it's not like they just fall off the tree like Tom Brady did that one year so. Yeah, I don't you know. know. You never know. Might be uh, might be Keaton Slovis's turn this year to do it. Let's That's... go. <laughs> uh, let's go. Well, let's let's move on. Great game. Bengals going to the AFC Championship game. Yep. And then you Saturday got night. this pick right. You got this pick right. Oh, are we doing not. AFC or are we doing Saturday? What? Never mind. Uh, Bills Chiefs. Oh. Or uh, yeah, Bills Chiefs. So we're gonna do AFC first. Okay, so. This game, I said it already, basically, this might be the best game I've ever watched in my life. It might be arguably one of the best football games I've seen in probably a decade. Yeah, and you know, there's the whole, like, you remember that Rams-Chiefs game, like, two years ago on Monday night, and everybody's like, holy shit, that was a shootout, it was amazing? Yes. This one, like, like lapped it. <laughs> uh, a couple of things, Mahomes threw 177 yards at, uh, after the two-minute warning in that game, which is ridiculous. Um, I don't know the exact amount of points that they scored in, in that last two minutes, but basically, like, 
they doubled the score from from the two minute warning to overtime <laughs> in the game. Yeah, the the Bills defense the last two minutes of the game were non existent. They were dogging. I mean, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there at all. I really don't. I feel really bad for Josh Allen because he maybe played the game of his life. Yeah, and I mean the Chiefs defense wasn't doing it either. That's why that whole that's why the coin flip thing was such a big deal. Because yeah. it was like whoever gets the ball right now is going to score. Yeah, Josh Allen was probably kicking himself in the ass and I should have called heads because he called tails. Dude, and he was like, under he was undefeated on coin flips this year. I saw that stat. He was undefeated on coin flips this year? <laughs> yeah, until this one. Oh man, that's a he only went out for nuts. seven or eight of them, I think, this year. But yeah, he's undefeated except for that one. That is such a kick in the balls. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just God. Oh, well, no, I was just gonna say it's like it. It just I feel bad for Buffalo, but like the, like the writing under the whatever the term is there, but the writing on the wall. It's not like oh, this is it. We're we're done after this year. Like there's definitely growth to be had here. Josh Allen has solidified himself as a top three to five quarterback in the league. Like you're in good hands, at least. Well, now the now the question is is Les, Leslie Frazier will probably wind up staying because my my gut didn't happen. Thank God. Yeah, Jesus. But we'll, but we'll get into that. And then yeah. Dable looks like he's penned for the Giants gig. Like basically yeah. done deal. So Which makes me sad. Eh, it's okay. Listen, I feel as if that, you know, whoever the assistant will step up, who knows the offense, will they'll keep it in place as long as possible. Uh, I just hope that doesn't fuck with their flow, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's always hard. Oh, yeah. That's, honestly, that's like one of the biggest turnover things, too, specifically in the NFL. It's like, if you're good for two years, your OC or DC has gone. Like, <laughs> you got to get a new a one. year, you're done. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the if turnover, you're good enough. The turnover, I mean, look at fucking Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy was called six games and then got a job. Yeah, that I was mean, such a shitty hire. <laughs> oh, so, thanks, Ted and George. Appreciate you so, so much. Uh, but there's actually a part of Ryan Pace, too. Uh, whatever. Yep. Um, Ryan and Matt. Uh, but listen, I, I do feel as if, though, that they'll be back, and this is a building block, because it's very similar to the Chiefs, if you think about it, right? Because when they played Tom in the AFC Championship game, Tom's last Super Bowl with the cheat or with the with the Pats drives down the field, wins that game, comeback yeah. fashion. Tom, Tom doing Tom stuff, right? Yeah. So I do feel as if though that this will be something where the Bills will be back. It's just the Chiefs this are always going to be is probably going to be back too. It's is this like Patriots Colts remix? I think so. I think so. Honestly, I do. I think this is going to be the next Manning Brady for the next easy decade. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it too because these both of these guys are impeccable athletes. Is Josh Allen like seven five? Eh, I think he's six six. When you watch him on the field, it's he just looks bigger than everybody else. It's really funny. Like he runs the ball and you're like, get down. It's like he doesn't really have to. He's a mountain. He's a monster of a human being. <laughs> what they're capable of doing with him is probably unlike any other quarterback in the NFL, that he has that big an arm, that athletic, that tall. He's an anomaly. He's a yeah. freak. He's a freak you of want, nature. You want to know who he's really happy for this game? Who? Gabe Davis, baby. Gabe Davis, dude. It, God, imagine if you Holy bet that guy fuck. just to get one touchdown, let alone yeah. four. I'm sure the odds for four TDs for Gabriel Davis, even if it was listed, would be like, 
astronomical. <laughs> I have a shameful, shameful ad- admittance here. Yes, uh, let's go. I bet Emmanuel Sanders to get a touchdown because the last time the Bills played, the Chiefs Emmanuel Sanders scored two touchdowns. He did, time. yes. That's I was like, true. oh, E. Sanders is going to get a touchdown. No problem. Here we go. Here we go. There's going to be a lot of scoring. The whole game, I'm like, maybe. And then, no. Fucking yeah, Gabriel Gabe, Davis. Gabe <laughs> Davis out here doing Gabe Davis stuff. <laughs> Who the fucking thought Gabe Davis is going to lead the fucking team next to – I mean, do you understand Stefan Diggs only had three receptions for seven yeah. yards? They totally take him away this game. I mean, that guy was – I mean, he was a deploy or whatever you – decoy uh, the whole game. Because I oh, just yeah. like it seemed like like Cole Beasley had a decent game, but it seemed like Gabriel Davis was just wide open, like over and over again. And I assume it's scheming, obviously, but I don't know. Hey, it's like <laughs> you should you should double team him, maybe. Oh yeah, no, maybe double team him in the future. I mean, but it hey, doesn't matter because they won. I mean, did like, you see was... that route that he totally cooked that uh-huh. corner on? Yeah, done. Oh my god, it was nice. It was pretty. Yeah, it was, it was really beast pretty. Mode. Like literally put the dude on his ass, and, and that dude, yeah, no, go on, throw, sorry. The throw, everything, just yeah, beastly. It's uh, it's funny too because like obviously these are high powered throwing offenses. The two leading rushers for each team were both quarterbacks. Oh, dude, they were all they were running all game long. Yeah, like Clyde Edwards Alaire did what he needed to, which is cool. He kind of looked like he was head full of steam, which is like the first time I saw that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Mahomes had 70 or so, and Josh Allen also came up and did just about 70 as well. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire gave me mad Brian Westbrook vibes on Sunday night. Like, yeah, I see what you're Brian saying. Westbrook vibes like Andy Reid found that's why I think Andy Reid drafted him. Yeah, the play style is similar, very similar, same offense. It's like, okay, take this guy at LSU, by the way, another LSU product. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's an integral part of that offense right now. And then Jared McKinnon plays a large role in this offense. He looks good for them. And the only thing good I can think him. about is how every single time the 49ers have a running back, they get injured. Mm-hmm. But they're all really good. Like, Jared McKinnon is so good. He just had to leave the 49ers to stop getting injured. Well, I think I think the coolest story of this game is play call comes in that final drive for them to hit the game time mm-hmm. field goal with 13 seconds left. By the way, squirrel moment. These hmm. guys who start waving at the opposing crowd goodbye with time still left on the clock. Dumb. Stop doing stop that doing shit. It. Stop, stop doing, doing it. it. Because you're basically fucking jinxing yourself mm-hmm. by doing that. Knock off that ignorant bullshit. Just give the ball to the ref, do your little dancey dance, and go sit the fuck down and wait out the rest of the game. Because especially against Mahomes at home. Yeah. 13 seconds left, bro. They were hugging. Oh, yeah, hugging. They were like, boys, too much time for Patty P here. Patty M, rather. (laughs) 13 seconds is literally all they needed. And then now you look like a total idiot. Yeah, and like... uh. I think this is what you were alluding to, but when they called that play with Travis Kelsey. Yep. That's where I was going before I squirreled where, where Kelsey looks at Mahomes and said, I'm not going to run that route. And yeah. And then they get on the line and he's like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then he just calls it and he does it simple, easy, right down the, right down the middle of the field, wide open. Obviously he's going to one of two guys there. 
maybe three if you throw Pringle in there, but unlikely. Like he's probably going why, to Kelsey because that guy's got hands. Why aren't you playing man coverage? Why right. aren't you playing man coverage in this situation? Man to man, link up against your man, goal. All they have to do is kick a field goal. So I'm like I'm like leaving the safety and spy, and he's going straight for Kelsey if he can see the ball going to him. That's really what you got to do. It's not like they're going to be airing it out for a TD at that point. Well, I mean, with Mahomes, you just never know because he's got right. balls of steel, and he'll just fucking say, fuck it, he's down there somewhere. I, I will say, though, you know, you got to go man-to-man in that situation. I you mean, you're going to zone, and I understand your gas, but you at that point in time, you really got to hunker down. Yeah, and they, I mean... How many times did they run up and down the field the last five possessions? Like, they probably ran, like, 400 yards altogether in, like, three minutes of game time. <laughs> and a defense that was rated number one, basically. Best defense league. in the league, yeah. You just got smoked the last quarter of the game. I mean, yeah, by one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen, at least in the first couple years of his career. So well, Past decade, probably one of the most you gotta- talented quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to give him his flowers. Like, did the, the Chiefs? The Chiefs won the game, but I don't know. You already have the discourse going about about how they go, like how they do the overtime rules. If it's good, if it's not, how to fix it? I don't know what to do, but this one felt like it was unjust. Here's my opinion on this. Ready? Yep. If the outcome went in the Buffalo Bills direction, yeah, no one would be saying a fucking thing. I don't know if that's true. They wouldn't be squawking as loud as they're squawking. as loud. Yeah, because the the not the better the Bills, team, but the, the underdog. Yeah. And people are tired of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes and all the the fucking theater the that comes with yeah. them. People are sick of it. So basically, I feel as if either if you're going to change it, change it to change it to something like NCAA. You want you want fun. Yeah, that's a ton of fun. Yeah. Everybody... Even even one of those where you just like throw them on their fifty, go back and forth until someone doesn't score. Well, that's basically what the NCAA does. You start yeah. at the opposing team's thirty yard line and you go. I just don't want to do the two point conversion thing. <laughs> I think the two point conversion thing's a riot for it gambling. Is, but for gambling, yeah. it's not a riot. Well, yeah, and also I don't know if that's a good way to make uh to choose a winner of a divisional round game. You know, well maybe you tweak it a little bit to make for it the playoffs NFL. Yeah. Ready, right? So maybe you got to score that extra touchdown, but still, someone's left with the last ball in their hands, regardless. It's gonna happen, yeah. But I mean, so, yeah, it's. I don't know. It seems like the Bills at least should have gotten the ball one more time, and then you know maybe it's like both both teams get possession no matter what, and then after that you play to win if you're tied. Or do it like the NBA does: play a ten minute quarter. I mean, that's play what it. they did do. Play an eight-minute quarter, play it through. Whoever wins at the end of that quarter is the winner. Maybe that's the best route to take. Yeah, maybe do like uh, have something special in the second overtime or something like that. And yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, it seems like every every sport has, or at least two of them has that problem because it's not like the MLBs is good anyway either. It's hmm. kind of weird because they're trying to protect the players, but there comes a point where it's like this is just like all right. You should at least give the other team the ball. And I know, like, if the Bills won that, I would have been happy because I, I was like, that's good for the Bills, even though the Chiefs are my boys. But still, it's like, you know, it's Mahomes should still get the ball at the end of it. So I don't know. It, there at least has to be something where both teams get the ball. Yeah. Well, chances are the NFL is not going to change it. 
We get no. no fun league, and they're going to be like, yeah, fuck you. It's doing yeah. it our way. Roger's going to be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Goodell's going to say, yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's go to the NFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, I, I've never been happier to be wrong in my life. <laughs> never been happier to be wrong in my life. It was weird because the game kind of started, and the way it was going, it was like, oh, you know, Niners defense looks good. Packers are up seven basically the whole first half. Second half started and it was like the Packers couldn't complete a pass. It was weird. It was so weird. They couldn't do anything. I mean, one of the best receivers on the team this game was uh was what's his nuts? Uh uh oh my god, what's his name? It's slipping me. On the Packers, Aaron Jones? Yeah, Aaron Jones. There we go. Not Mike yeah, Jones, the, Aaron Jones. Yeah. I mean Mike Jones. Yeah, not Mike Jones, Aaron Jones. I mean, literally the Packers, dude, they they could only really throw the ball to him for and I mean, hey, good good uh good going by the 49ers D coordinator. I mean, he took Devontae Adams away. I mean, Devontae yeah. Adams was a great game. Yeah, yeah. Still. Yeah, averaging ten yards a catch, nine of them, but he not like they didn't score. Mm-hmm. That was the beauty of it. It was it was just the Packers couldn't score a passing touchdown for the life of them. I mean, they scored a touchdown in the first quarter, AJ Dillon run in. And then after that, it was like, all right, you're done. We're done. We're figuring it out here. We're not letting you score. And it was a defensive game the whole time. Yeah. And then they got in the red zone again towards the second half. And then they got that penalty that pushed them back into field goal range. And then yep. that was, that was really, that's that on that Robbie gold, sweet, beautiful ass foot, kicking it in, getting them uh, boys out of there. It's funny every year because it's like, wow, same shit happens to the Packers. I just thought it was going to happen in the conference championship. Well, listen, I think that everybody needs to understand that the 49ers are the Packers kryptonite for whatever reason. Because Fourth in, time in 10 years, right? It's insane. Yeah. Rodgers just doesn't show up against them. Nope. He, like, shits the bet every time. It doesn't even matter if it's Jimmy G, too, which is funny. No. It was, like, I, it was like Kaepernick, too. I just thought to myself, like, man, like, every year you do this, how you must feel. As a fan base for for if you're a Packer fan, I don't, I don't mean to hey, whatever. It. Maybe, don't a do shit. Bit, maybe a little <laughs> bit I choose to rub it in, but like as a Packer <laughs> fan, how do you like wrap your mind around this? That like you go every year basically five losses and you win the NFC North by leaps and bounds. Yeah. Usually the one seed or the second seed, and then you go and you get beat. Now, I mean, basically almost ten years in a row in mm-hmm. a division game or a championship game. They just don't show up in the playoffs, period. Yeah, and I really don't know what it is. Um, it's I don't know if it's the scheme, what it may be. LaFleur seems like he's a good coach, but, I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's hilarious. It's like no one did anything. Like Aaron Jones, like you said, nine receptions, 129 yards. If you have to rely on your halfback like for dump-off passes the whole game, you already lost. It doesn't matter what team you are. Well, Debo, that's what the Bears do all the time. That's why I know that's a fact. <laughs> well, like Debo Samuel's one of your best rushers on the team. I mean, yeah. you know, they the 49ers figure out ways to, to place their best ass. I mean, they got talent ass. everywhere, dude. Oh, they got talent all over the field. But Shanahan knows how to beat his assistants, I think, mm-hmm. better than anybody in the league. Yep. Period. That's why next week we'll see, we'll get into it. But I, I have yeah. my thoughts. Um, but what really stood out to me this game was let let me paint this picture please jimmy g goes in to green bay 
growing up a Chicago Bears fan, growing yep. up in the suburbs of Chicago, knowing that if he wins this game, he can take his team now to a game uh, before the Super Bowl and beat a team that he hates just organically, just grew up that way. Right. And then not only that, is paired with a guy he grew up watching in Robbie Gold in those Bears teams, right, in the mid-2000s, late-2000s, and he's on your team. You grew up watching him. Now he's your fucking teammate, and right. he ices the game. And then you have the most beautiful quote of, you're a fucking legend, man. Fuck the Packers. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, it, it was awesome. I was watching it. I was like, this is like. I was half mess. I was like, thing. It was basically like a Bears win. <laughs> it really was like a Bears win because it was Which Jimmy is G. sad, but it's true. I just thought to myself, man, I guess the only thing for Jimmy G that I could have made that sweeter if he was in a Bears uniform. Right. So that's probably the only thing that would have made sense for him. Yeah. I mean, I saw something that I was like, biggest brain move by the Bears was to get rid of Robbie Gold. So in four years that he can kick a field goal, kick the Packers out of the playoffs. <laughs> like that's that's why they did it for sure. And we've been searching for that kicker ever since. I guess Cairo Santos is our best. He's pretty he's pretty damn good. He's okay. Hey, yeah. we finally got a guy that we can kind of lean on. That Better than Parky. Oh, God, the double doink master. No. <laughs> this game, though, definitely has long-term implications because now do the Packers look at the future and does Aaron Rodgers more so look at the future? That's because what I was, yeah. He, he, does, he doesn't give a great answer at the end of this game to give you much warm fuzzy that he's, he's coming not, back. I mean, he's not going to anyway. There was no way he was going to anyway. You don't think so? No, he's got a bit of a flair for the dramatics. We know this. Like, I'm pretty sure he was just going to say, uh, I got a lot of things to think about, moves on with it. Um, and also, he doesn't want to entirely just take that away in case, like, you know, he does want to get rid of it. <laughs> he does want to move on, go somewhere else. <clears throat> but I think that he does go somewhere else because I don't think he forgot about the shit that happened in the offseason. Um, but I think that's just wishful thinking, if I'm being honest. Hmm. Well, then let's let's dig in. If Aaron Rodgers is to put for a different football team, who is he Denver. playing for? Denver. Why do you say Denver? They're gonna get a new coach. So if they pick a right a proper coach, he'll be good. Um Vince, they need, yes. They hired a new coach today. You wanna know who that coach is? Oh, Brian Flores. Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, from the Packers. That's who it was. <laughs> that's who it was yeah there we no. go look how look how shit goes fast dude so oh, maybe you know oh man this is getting thick your prediction might be correct yeah but do but do the broncos give them the best opportunity to win <sighs> defense is pretty good hopefully it stays the same defense way. is good and then Devontae's a free agent so does Devontae go go with them with yeah you. they got some cap space um Javante Williams is a pretty good running back. Does that yeah, Judy, Noah Fant. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> that's I think he's going to want to just walk up and play. conference. Yeah, you want to go walk up and play Mahomes and Herbert a bunch of times. Mahomes, um, Herbert, Allen. You got to play these car. guys. Car. Eh, car, whatever. But still, he's in the division, so you play him twice at least. So is Joey B. Not so, in the division, uh, the conference. Uh, not in the division. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just it's gonna be Mahomes two times a year, Herbert two times a year. It's just Car annoying. Year. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, where? Do you, I guess you would go to the AFC East somewhere, New York Jets. <laughs> no, Jets, no way. I just, to me, though, that makes the most sense. Unless the 49ers go, what do you want for him? Because the 49ers were picking around for him in the offseason. They were going to yeah. offer the first pick in the draft basically for Aaron Rodgers. And Yeah, what, do they trade him Trey Lance now? Because Jordan Love's obviously not good. Mm, I don't think LaFleur wants that. I don't know what LaFleur wants, but he's going to need something. <laughs> well, there's the thing. Immediately right there, you're done. Because Jordan Love has proven he's not a guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if they're going to go with him. But, I mean, at this point, it's Rodgers' decision. It's not the Packers. So, if he leaves, it's, they're going to be in the same boat as anyone else, I guess. I still believe he stays. I still believe he stays. I hate to say it, but I just think he he still has the best opportunity to win. But the only problem is, is they're they going to be negative. They're going to be negative in the cap. So yeah, and he won't get receivers. No, Devontae. Well, they'll find a way to resign Devontae, but then you leave if he stays, Devontae stays. If he leaves, I think Devontae leaves. Exactly. They're both dependent upon each other. But there's the thing. Aaron Jones is a free agent. Jair Alexander is a is a free agent. Yeah, he is. It's a good point. So you're losing a lot here. It's going to be interesting to monitor, man. I, I hope uh, I hope they lose everybody. That's what I'm saying. I hope it just implodes on them. That'd be funny as shit. It's our turn. Step yeah, exactly. Aside. Exactly. Step aside. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. Mm-hmm. Disappointment of the weekend. No, I was jam. Really. Dude, yeah, no, I have so a friend. Did, then why'd you pick the Bucks then? Because I thought they're gonna win, but I was happy that mm. didn't. Um, I have a friend that is from the New England area, who I did that bet with that I've mentioned many a times that I thought the Patriots are gonna be under five hundred this year. Bad take. Um, <clears throat> but he, I was watching it with him too, and he's like, "Poor Tom," and I'm like, "The what the fuck do you mean, poor Tom Brady? Like he deserves to get some shit like this every now and then." And I'm happy no, for Stafford, and I'm happy for the Rams. I thought it was all good. All good in the hood, that game. It was fun as hell. I'm jaded because one of my good buddies at work is a St. Louis Rams fan, and now he hates them, and I can understand why, because Stan Kroc, he's a piece of shit. Right. Uh, so That's I'm kind of rolling one. with him. I'm rolling with him right now. I like I like the 49ers more so because I like Jimmy G. Yeah, he um, plays the you know, Stafford, I'm happy for because he, you know, I know how great he is watching him over the past decade. Yeah. Uh, so I do feel very happy for him, but man, it seemed like that second half, the Rams were doing everything they could to try and get to get rid of it. Right. They got, they got out to a big lead. It was like 20 to three in the second, in the first half. Um, yeah. And the third quarter was like, it's slipping, it's slipping, it's slipping. And the fourth quarter was like, shit, you're just giving it away. But to their credit, that last drive there, that throw by Matt Stafford was an absolute gem. Well, Okay, once again, another scenario. What aren't you doing with 27 seconds left in the game that you're right. not just playing man coverage, rushing for man-to-man, take care of your man. Don't right. fuck this up. Don't leave Cooper Cup open, wide open downfield. <laughs> they basically ran like a fucking zero blitz and leave their free safety to cover the best yeah. wide receiver in the game? Arguably? Um, yeah. Allegedly? Uh, it wasn't arguable this year. No. Guy's a freak. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't compute entirely to me. It, again, it didn't last time. And like, I'm, I'm not gonna come over here and say that I'm like a master at defensive scheming and all that. Like, because I'm not. It's but just, it's just overcomplicated. It seemed That's obvious to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
couple different situations, people overcomplicate stuff, and I understand it's not always that simple, but still, it, you play Madden enough, you know at the end of the game where a team's trying to throw the big ball. Yeah, cover the streaks. Cover the streaks, <laughs> cover the streaks, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's the main principle. Just run three deep and just hope for the best. You know, I'm yeah. not saying play not to win, but don't play to you – know, it's just it just didn't seem like a very calculated risk at the time. No, and I mean like two with the Bucks. Like I'm like, all right, they won last year. It's okay. Um, the one one thing I will say though, first off, Eric Weddle, I love that guy. Why? Shout out to Eric Weddle because he was been out of the league for a couple years. Big hitter, cheap shot, cheap East. shot, love cheap that shot guy. on Mike Evans, cheap shot on Mike Evans. That was fucking cheap. That one of the last plays of the game, that drive where he just comes out of nowhere and just late hits Mike Evans. Just he's puts still him getting his, his feet ass. back. He's still getting his feet back. <laughs> no, I didn't just see that. that. Uh, I just, yeah, I just that saw that was egregious. That was pretty. That was some bullshit. I watched that whole game start to finish because I love Tom, and I, I mean, I had a couple dollars on him, but not but whatever. <laughs> um, listen, shut up, Vince. Fuck you. It's not funny. Um, listen, <laughs> listen, that game. I thought Tom's going to pull the rabbit out of the hat again. He's not done the whole game. I'm like, Tom's not done. Tom's not done. And sure enough, he wasn't done. I just didn't think that their demise would have been the fucking defense. Yeah. That last, uh, that last drive there. I was like, this is, I mean, that's the team's bread and butter. Like as good as Tom Brady is the reason they won that championship last year. A lot of it had to do with the defense. One thing that happened at the end there when Tom cut his lip, that wasn't got the, and that was in the first half. Was it really? Yeah, it was in the first half, and there was a why. bullshit penalty that Hockley. That was his Hockley <laughs> doesn't throw the flag, and Tom. That was his first one in his career. You see that? It was the first one. Even better to show that that was a <laughs> bullshit call. No, he just never gets called. That's why I'm like, this is justice. Tom Brady needs to get called every now and then. Fuck that! The no one's bigger than the game, Mike. Called. No one's bigger than the game. I hate that line. <laughs> Some people are bigger than the game. If you're Tom Brady, you're fucking bigger than the game, okay? Yeah, whatever. That's my that's my two cents. But what I will say is that Tom, okay, got fucked by his defense, in my opinion. Yeah. Because there were some terrible penalties early in that game that mm-hmm. totally shifted the momentum in the Rams' favor. Yeah, it was interesting. The whole kind of – the dynamic, the momentum through the whole game was so odd. It just seemed like, oh, the – the Bucks are going to come back at some point. Like the Ra- the Rams playing well, Bucks are going to come back, and they just like did, but they didn't. And like it, oh, it never felt like the Rams were entirely out of control, but it felt like it was slipping the whole time. Like I said earlier, and then I don't know, it just kind of ended, and you're like, cool, fuck yeah, move on. I like to see different teams. I think 49ers Rams is a fun matchup. I don't know, I'm cool with it. Let's go. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm down with it too. I'm down with it too. I'm not gonna lie, I'm down with it too. Feel as if that this is going to be a great game to watch. We'll get into our picks here shortly. So, to move into this topic, and I want your honest opinion. Is Tom playing in 2022, or is he not? That press conference was not convincing. Um, I think he does. Uh, I think he wants to get to 45. So you think that means more to him than anything? I don't know. I mean, I I don't have any reason or base behind it, but I, as far as like a 
a number thing. If he can play at an elite level as a forty-five-year-old, I think he's going to do it. Oh yeah, I think but, I think selfishly, I want to see him continue. Yeah. Um. Now beyond that, I could see it going either way. I really. Could. I mean, yeah, he doesn't. It's not like he needs money or anything at this point. No, his wife he's makes good more money than he does. Yeah. So and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really cool. know how to to look at it, you know? Let's, like, does he want to win another this. one? Let's think about this. And if you're listening, let's, like, dig into it. Let's brainstorm. Let's brainstorm. Let's brainstorm. Okay. Man in the arena. Kind of like his send-off. Mm-hmm. You know? Right? Kind of his last dance, in a way you could call it. Yeah. Because not many guys put together a documentary of their career, unless they're kind of looking to, like, just fade out in the distance. and be Or done. Aaron Rodgers and say it's the last dance. That was stupid. But Yeah, that doing. was fucking stupid. But still, put out this documentary, eight-part series, fantastic, great, great, great. Okay, cool. Last game, you lose press conference. You're saying shit like, oh, well, you know, if Kobe told me anything, we were friends, and now you're bringing up guys like Kobe. RIP, by the way. Because Kobe, this was the two-year anniversary now. Yeah, yesterday was, I believe. Yeah, 26th. So, RIP, Kobe. Um, But anyway, I will say that this might be it. Because Gronk said, if you ask him right now, no, he's not coming back. Hmm. And Gronk I mean, has retired before. Gronk came out of retirement to play with Tom. Yeah. I don't know. I I, don't know. I want him to come back for one more year. If he were to retire, I'd be like, cool. Rock on. I'd um, cry. I will be crying on this show if Tom Brady retires. PS. I will be waiting for it. I will not be crying. I will be normal because he didn't mean that much to me. Well, he meant a lot to me because that man's been playing football since, since I've been we were tykes, in elementary yeah. school. So means a lot to me. Well, we'll see what happens. Good for the Rams. Let's move forward. Yeah. Let's get to uh let's get to the conference championships. Yep. Games that decide the Super Bowl. Yep. Let's go for it, Vince. This should be an easy one. Short one. 49ers and Rams. Who you got? Rams. You're rolling with the Rams. Yes, sir. I want to see Maddie Staff in the bowl. You're taking the 49ers, I assume. Uh-huh. I'm taking the fucking 49ers, baby. Let's yeah, go. Let's Jimmy go. G. Parody, baby. Shanahan. And here's why. Ready? Yep. McVay. Shanahan <laughs> McVay. Yep. It always seems to go this way. Mm-hmm. They always seem to have their number. Shanahan's coming in highly fucking motivated. Everybody wrote this team off. I feel like they're going to a Super Bowl. They got mad mo. Let's this go. is like a uh this is like one of those T B versus the Saints things where it's like, oh, if you're in the regular season, the Saints own them. And then the minute you get to the playoffs and you play, whole different ball game, baby. Let's go. Oh, whole different ball game. It's a totally new season. I'm going with the fucking 49ers. Jimmy G, the handsome motherfucker, and the leg of Robbie Gold. Let's go. Let's go. I hope the 49ers fans pack that SoFi Stadium and drown gonna. every. Oh, man. You see, that? you see the ticket problem? Yeah, good. I hope yeah. I hope 49ers fans find every loophole around that shit. And it's like, uh, I think, what was it, 20, 2015? It was the Blackhawks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, right. For the Stanley Cup and the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's like, you got to buy it off of zip code. They did the same thing. But the funny shit is, is that the the Rams have only been in Los Angeles again. Obviously, they used to be back in the day. But again, yeah. for only a couple of years, there's a lot of San Francisco fans in L.A. Like, they're going to get tickets. There's no, there's no, It's not hard for... San Francisco fans get tickets. Next to the Raiders, it's the longest storied franchise in in LA. 
So, yeah. or in the LA, in California, Bay Area. Yeah. yeah, in Cali. So, of course, you're going to get that. There's loop game time tickets, all the different ticket venues. They're they're going to have it for it. So, I hope that it's almost more now. I feel like heavy. you know. Oh yeah. Like they're gonna they're gonna purposely go now. Guys that wouldn't have gone are gonna go now because they tried to stop them. Hell yeah, and that's why I think the 49ers are playing in a way home game. Yeah, I don't think I I think it's pretty fifty fifty here. I just okay. want to see the Rams win. Nah, also, also playing a conference championship at home and a Super Bowl at home would be so cool. That would if okay. Do you know that if the Rams make the Super Bowl, that would be two years in a row mm-hmm. that two home teams play. In the Super in their Bowl. own stadium, yeah, that's insane. This is the first time ever that two weeks in a row, or two, I guess rounds in a row, where a team could be home team for both games. And who would have thought, you know, three four weeks ago that this was going to be the NFC Championship? Hell game no, because you know, basically the Rams let the Forty ers into the playoffs. Yeah, that was a winner go home game for the Forty ers so I believe that the 49ers are even more motivated than you could believe, and I'm I'm rolling with them. I feel the opposite. I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it, baby. Let's cool. go. Let's go. All right, here we go. Bengals and Chiefs. How we feeling? I love the Bengals, but it's Chiefs Kingdom, and you already know it. I don't. I don't think the Bengals are gonna. I, I can't pick. I can't pick against them twice. So yeah, I gotta go with the Chiefs here because I was 13 seconds away from being right. Um, It'd be cool if we're wrong. I'm just going to say that. I I really hope we're wrong. Yeah. Um, My whole thing with Joey B is that I hope he goes and shuts up that Jackson Mahomes. Like, (laughs) if that doesn't motivate him and that team, I don't know what does. Yeah. Did you see uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife with the champagne bottle over all of the freezing, freezing cold plebeians under her that weren't in a heated box? Bullshit, bro. Did you see the thing where they were saying that like the greater uh, Kansas City like Alcoholics Anonymous like bought out a section of the stadium? People were saying it was that part of the stadium. I don't know if that was true or not, but I was fucking dying. No way. She's just spraying it. Oh. So like, yeah, I don't. I think that was mostly a joke, but I was dying when I heard that. If that's true, I hope. <laughs> I hope she feels terrible. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I really hope she feels terrible. No, because that's some bullshit. And to be honest, I would be pissed. I'm in freezing cold weather, and you're pouring freezing cold champagne on me right. without my fucking consent. It's some bullshit, yeah. Like, the only time I've ever drank champagne out of the bottle is, like, on New Year's Eve. Because we pop champagne on New Year's Eve. Hey. Yeah, and when we oh. drafted Justin Fields. <laughs> the epic fail on the TikTok is one of my that's favorite the, things. That's where this started. <laughs> that's where this whole thing got started, right? Um <laughs> By the way, we do have to post that on the Taxi Squad TikTok. Mine have to oh, post yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's arguably one of the most viewed videos on the Brotopia TikTok. We'll do uh, it. Uh, we'll do it in uh, the year. We'll do yeah. the year. Uh, what do you call it? Anniversary of it. We'll throw it up there. Oh yeah, I, I like that. I like that. But no, I, I do believe here though that you know that that's just poor optics. And then Jackson Mahomes, like on the field before games. How does he get field access? Like how did, what, what, just because his brother? Yeah. And I mean, at this point he's becoming like his own entity. It's, it's really annoying. (laughs) I, the fact that, you know, but that's the thing. Like people like give him more attention now because they hate him. So you're making him in theory more popular. Right. It's a real catch 22. Yeah, man. Well, time will tell here. I do believe though 
that, you know, Chiefs are in for a battle regardless. I still think it's a close game. I really yeah. hope we're wrong. Yeah, we're not getting uh we're not getting a blowout by any means. I think in either of these games, I think they're gonna be really fun. And I hope I they are this. because this weekend was insane. I would say the under on the 49ers and Rams game because I think defense is going to be king in those games. Mm-hmm. And then the Bengals and Chiefs, I bet the over because the last time they played, I think it was like 34 to 36 or something. Yeah, that line's got to be wild. Yeah, that line's got to be mad wild. So it's going to be one of two things, either heavy defense in both games or I, I don't know. To me, though, the AFC seems to be a little bit more pass-heavy than the NFC. So we got our picks. It's going to be an interesting Super Bowl. We're going to have another rematch in my eyes. So. There we go. There we go. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we do that, why don't we give it up to the hometown guy, Sean Payton? Yeah. Brings it up. Hung up the cleats, kid. Uh, there was people that were like, oh, he's coming to the Bears. He's coming to the Bears. No, he wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. That's so many reasons why. I know. But the thing is with that is if he retires, he's still like technically under contract. So if he came back, he'd have to go to the. Say that's what I said, Vince. And they would have to buy it out. It's, just a whole, it's a whole mess. It would be cool if he went there, but he's Damn. retiring. He wants to get out of the game for a little bit, you know, get some new perspective, enjoy his family. And I'm happy for him. He's a badass of a coach. And I'm sure the people in New Orleans are going to miss that guy. How don't you? You know, but I think, to be honest, it, it was time to step away for him because, I mean, let's face it, you don't have Drew Brees anymore. Your cap situation is very, very upside it's down. rough right now for yeah. them. <laughs> so I think he just looked at the situation and said, yeah, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this for another six years. He got his boy Taysom Hill paid, and then he dipped. I mean, right. hey, what a better way. Right. What a better way. For Jameis, though. Like, hey, Taysom, like, hey, listen, I'm done <laughs> at the end of this, but I'll get you a bag, bro. Oh, thanks, coach. Sweet. All right. Well, I mean, hey, you, you can't blame the guy. Hope that he uh, gets a chance to ride off in the sunset. The real question is, do you think he comes back? You kind of always do, right? Well, Jim Cower, you know, Cower didn't come back. Yeah, Bill? Uh, Bill Cower? Not Belichick? Yeah. Not Belichick, yeah. Um, go, Bill Cower. Yeah, no, I think he might come back. I don't think he comes back to the Saints. No, I think I think he winds up in Dallas in the next two to three years. Yeah, right. He's just waiting for Mike McCarthy to get the axe. And Jerry you know, Jones going to say, "You come out here, buddy. We're going to take we're gonna care treat of you. you right. Just know it's going to fly my way, okay? All we'll right. tint the windows so you don't get blinded by the sun again. <laughs> we're going to tint the windows <sighs> to a limousine tent. <laughs> limousine get you tent. all sorts Legal. ready and jacked up, buddy. Legal tent. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of Southern accents, we we need to do our NCAA review, people. Yes, man, we we're do. Sweeping. We haven't Norman done Nate, a... If you're listening to this, we're ready for you. Seriously, we haven't done a Brian Kelly impression in three episodes. Yeah, I'm kind of dying to get to it. We will though, coming soon. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's move in now to maybe the most mm. underwhelming corner of the day. <laughs> it is, and I'm announcing this one this week: Bears Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, really quick, the Bears this week, earlier this week, had a had a bunch of meetings. They did a couple interviews, bada bing, bada boom. They get their GM. Everybody welcome Ryan Poles to the Bears general manager position. Hey, welcome. All of that. Welcome. Ryan Poles comes from the City Chiefs. We know the Bears always make out well with the Kansas City Chief personnel. Oh, Can't think of one time that that's gone south ever. 
which is great. Um, he played for the Bears in the practice squad for oh, months, and hey, it was cool. Brian Poles. Um, yeah, so he's there. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. And here we are. That's really all it is. Like, yeah, I don't know how else you can kind of have a reaction to that. At this stage of the game, I'm just like, prove it. I don't care who your name is. I don't care what your background yeah. is. I don't care if you coached. I'm not or rooting managed. against you. Yeah. I'm not rooting against you because I can't. I'm not saying all oh, the Bears fucked up. How do we know they fucked up? Ryan Pace could have been the best thing next to sliced bread. GMs, you just don't know. Here's what I will say. Here's my take. He's 36 years old. He comes from a great organization that built a multiple, you know, successful years put together with a young quarterback who's successful. Yep. Young, has a great coach. Maybe he knows the identification of what that looks like. He's a he was a player personnel guy too. A big thing with this, in my opinion at least, is he went through multiple regimes and he stayed and he moved up and people liked him. And then going into this interview process, he was very particular about what he needed to do and what he wanted to do, according to many sources. Um, and he told Chicago, basically, I'm coming on one condition and I'm the sole decider of the head coach, according to David Kaplan. So you never really know. Do we really believe that? I do. Um, we do. The more that comes out. So today the Bears also hired their head coach, which we'll get to in a moment. But I do believe that multiple sources came out saying that. And then also the coaching candidates that were definitely floated around multiple interviews and stuff before polls took over were Dan Quinn and Jim Caldwell. And it felt like it was either it was probably going to be Caldwell, at least at the beginning of this week. Uh, we haven't heard anything about our boy, Maddie boy, until today. Hmm. All right, here's my opinion on this. And it smells familiar because it is. The last time the Bears did something like this, they hired Ryan Pace. Yes. Okay? As a football guy, in quote. And then they said, okay, Ryan, uh, Ernie Acorsi is going to tell you who your head coach is. Okay, that's going to be John Fox. Right. That was a nightmare. Experienced head coach, which nightmare. was what think. This is what thought people this is what people thought was going to happen this time too with a young guy with a more experienced head coach but he's not. I understand. But on the other side of that, why aren't you waiting longer to interview guys from your past life? Why aren't you saying, "Hey, the enemy, why don't you come in here for an interview? I know mm -hmm. you. I know what you're about. Why don't you come in here and give me your best bet?" All right? Cool. Why don't you say, "Hey, Brian Flores, why don't you come in? We have some history together. I know who you are. You're a f former assistant. Okay, okay. Why don't why don't we get you in the building and just talk? Open up the lines of communication. So to me, unless he was a part of this process of interviewing head coaches prior, which I did, I highly doubt because there's talks that he was an, allegedly interviewing for the Minnesota Vikings job, and yeah. it was basically between up to the Vikings job and us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, with all of that being said, why did you have three interviews? Those three interviews are Jim Caldwell, Dan Quinn, and then Eberflus. Yep. Okay, why is it just three? Yeah. How, how is yeah. this not some sort of collusion by the front office, primarily George and Ted? Because there's also reports coming out now that George and Ted 
or George wanted Jim Caldwell. Ted yeah. wanted Dan Quinn. And then Eberflus was Paul's guy. Yeah. Do we I mean, think Polian, all these guys, let me just rant for like two seconds. Yeah, no. Polian, all these guys sit him down, say, yep, it'll be your choice, but it's these three. Because we identified these three as the people we want here. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, Matt Eberflus is the head coach of the Bears for people I want to know. 17th head coach franchise. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, welcome. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I There's a few things in my mind. One, like some people might have just not been interested. You hear that every time where it's like, I'm not going to this team. I don't want to go to this team. One thing about Biennemi too, and I know it's not the entire point, but I'm pretty sure he's waiting to be the head coach of the Chiefs when when Andy Reid decides to get out of there. So I'm I'm assuming he's not picking up many interview jobs. But I see what you're saying, and it definitely could be where they'd be like, "Hey, we'll give you these guys. You can, these are the guys you can interview." But I mean, hey, that's what the sources are saying. He hired a guy that I didn't expect to be hired. According Who to knows? sources. Word on the street. I don't understand it, but the only thing I know is that we are back to square one. It is fucking Chicago football groundhog day (laughs) because we have Ryan and Matt once again as our football guys slash 2.0. Yep. They're just like normal dude names. (laughs) Yeah. It's so difficult. It's so difficult to like wrap my mind around again because they're going to be like Ryan and Matt and I'm going to have fucking PTSD about it. I'm going to be like, what? Oh, not a different Ryan and Matt. My bad. Yeah. I mean, it just like, it's bad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I go into this and I can't be negative. I'm not going to be, you got to cheer not being for negative. Just well, being no, nice. and I, I know you're not, but it's just like, it's just funny how this would happen. And it feels like it only happened with the bears. There's so many names out there. And somehow you end up hiring two people named Ryan and Matt again. So many uh, names, not Ryan and Brian. Not right. You know, which I would have loved to see. Not not or Ryan. a Josh or a or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something different. Just give me something different. Ryan and Dan. Okay, I'll take Dan Quinn. Yeah, good dude. Ryan and Jim. All right, acceptable. Hey, and Eberflus could and be good. Like he, I watched some videos of him during practice. I I personally like the way he coaches. He seems kind of like a hard nosed kind of guy. Boom, let's go. Um, Rod Marinelli. Who he worked for in the past has no doubt he's he's going to be great. Former Bears um, DC. Yep. It's he's a defensive guy. That's the thing, and like he's coming into a team that's known for their defense more than their offense, obviously. But our concern, as it's always been all year, is the ineptitude of the entire offense and how it's ran in Justin Fields' future. So really, it's like they made these decisions, but the biggest problem hasn't been solved yet. And now it's up to these two guys to solve it. Was the hire dependent upon Eberflus coming together with a team of people that he already identified and looked Ryan Poles in the face and said, this is going to be my offensive coordinator. This is my defensive coordinator. This is my quarterback coach. This is our plan to take this young man to success. Okay. I'm listening. All right. And then there's reports that Jim Caldwell had a whole fucking playbook around Justin Fields and loves him. Here's my question. Jim Caldwell hasn't been a head coach in years. Right. If Jim Caldwell's so in love with Justin Fields as he claims to be. Yeah. Does Eberflus and Caldwell collab 
and go, all right, offense let's run this. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. Offense is yours. Teach this kid. Grow him. Because maybe he doesn't want all the responsibility of a head coach. Maybe he's he like, does. you know what? Yeah. We're going to be a package deal, and you get both of us. And we'll support each other because I've been a head coach. Iberfus hasn't, but we'll give him the head title, and I'll take care of the offense. I would be cool with that. Is it really? out of bounds to think that? No, definitely not. I mean, if it was like a guy that just got out of a head coaching job like last year, you'd be for sure. But Caldwell hasn't coached in, what, five years or something? Yeah, he hasn't coached in years. So it's like that may make sense. And then I'm also hearing allegedly they want someone from the Shanahan tree. They want yeah, someone from that. the Shanahan tree. So who is that guy? Is it a Kubiak guy? Is it the Kubiak son? Who knows? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And I don't know how these guys tick too. So we never not going to really know. It's just, I don't know. It's stressful because it's, you expect the defense to at least be decent, but we really need no seeing here. And I spin zone, quick spin zone. It might be good to have an offensive guy. That's just focusing on the offense. It might be good. Obviously the Trustman offense mind, the naggy offensive mind didn't work. I don't know. The most success we've had is under a defensive coach. So fuck it. Let's go. Well, and then do you know we're getting the cover two back now? We're getting Tampa two back now. Yep. We're going four three again. Which so kind of cool. I fuck with it. Kind of cool. But then again, basically an entire NFL is like a, like a modified three four. It worked in Indy. Yeah, it did work in Indy. That defense was top nine this year. Yep. Top ten. So and they have been the last couple of years. Yeah, they've been there. And, I mean, listen, Iberflus might be a guy. Who knows? A lot of people say the guy's got a lot of love for the game, and I'm very interested to see it. You know, my whole thing is, is this entire thing, as we just discussed, is it dependent on the offensive coordinator pick and who is that going to be? And that, to me, is almost more important at this stage of the game than anything. And it has been, really. I mean, it goes GM, then offensive coordinator. <laughs> now that it's a defensive coach, like it has to be offensive coordinator. Here's the name to keep in mind if it's not Jim Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Shane Day, quarterback coach, Chargers, brother of Ryan Day, head coach, Ohio State. Hmm. Think about that. I could see that. I saw there was a couple uh, – there's a couple of Joe Brady float scheme being pushed around too. Eh, I'm just saying. Like I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm just saying. Yeah, pretty interesting. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be something to pay attention to here. You wanna hear something funny too? What's that? Eberflus's sister's name is Christelle McCaskey. <laughs> what? Yeah, and there's there's literally no like connection to it. No one really knows, but yeah, his sister's name's Christelle McCaskey. <laughs> oh boy, right? Oh boy, I, I don't, don't even know, know how it would this. connect, but it just doesn't smell good. <laughs> oh boy, I don't I don't know, dude. That's kind of scary. Right, but I don't there there's I don't think there's a real connection there. I think it's just a you happenstance. Fugazi. Yeah. I hope it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. It, it's going to definitely be something to, uh, man, this is going to be interesting to monitor the next couple yeah. days. We'll definitely have to post on it. You already know we're going to be talking about the OC immediately. I'll probably go on one of my famous Twitter rants. <laughs> oh, please do. And, and please, and please just, you know, you know the drill. 
Follow well, pitch. we are underwhelmed uh, greatly by the hire. Now it's just prove it and prove us wrong. Yeah. Whatever you do, prove us wrong. Please. So, George and Ted, we don't know what you did. I don't fuck even off. think you know what the fuck you did. So, <laughs> Bill Pauline can go home again. We're good. Yeah, Bill Bill Pauline got three hundred grand to consult for a couple weeks, and now he's out. Yeah. And there's the thing: is he really out? Is he like, yeah? And nah, good luck now. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm not trying to have him stick around. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. Well, let's get into some NBA. The yep. Bulls are decimated by injuries. Brutal. It's it it's weird. Rough. It's like the the six and eight week six to eight weeks thing, and it's been around like the entire NBA, where like guys are getting injured and they're out six to eight weeks. Every surgery is six to eight weeks. Um, I want to go over this really quick. Just the guys that are currently out. Um, we got Levine came back a couple days ago. Looked pretty good. Cool. Alonzo Ball got surgery this week. Expected to return six to eight weeks. Alex Caruso back on point guard. Got surgery this week. Said it went well. Six to eight weeks. Derek Jones Jr., who had a knee injury initially, supposed to be a couple days where he'd be able to get back, fractured his right index finger while doing rehab. He's out six to eight weeks. So that's three guys that we desperately need, really desperately need. Only good news, um, Patrick Williams, last year's draft pick, pretty good power forward, great defender. His timetable is looking more optimistic on the front end of it. Um, initially, it was four to six months. So he could come back before the playoffs, which is fun. Um but yeah, I don't know. Team's still first in the East. They lost it for a couple days to Miami, and they're back in it. So, yeah, it's good to see. Hopefully, it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just feel as if that this team, when they get healthy and they're all playing together again, they are going to be something to fuck with. And I feel like teams like this need this. Because yeah. I feel like when you're coming towards summer and you're getting the playoff time, you want your guys back. You want your boys back. You want everybody congealing, congealing again. Caruso, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like when he comes back, he's going to be motivated and he's yeah. going to be pretty pissed. Speaking of that. that, they play. Uh, fucking Milwaukee. Fucking Milwaukee. Uh, Grayson Allen is a baby back bitch. <laughs> there you go, Vince. Get it all out. Go ahead. I. Ugh. Um, so. People who don't know Grayson Allen, he was been a dirty player for a long time at Duke. He was he was essentially like known for at least one nut tap of freaking game, just being an absolute clown. Um, Alex Caruso got back from another injury that he had injury slash COVID protocol. It took him a while to get back uh, during the third quarter. He attempted to block Caruso with his left hand at the rim, missed, uh, went down with his right hand, right arm, caught his arm. Uh, San Caruso down head first instead of feet first, and he landed on his arm, his hand. Went tumbling to the ground, and later learned he fractured his wrist, which put him out for six to eight weeks. Allen suspended for one game after that incident, um, and it has mixed reviews. It didn't look that bad in the in the actual video, but really when you think about it, as far as like trying to block with your left hand and then going in with your right, there's no actual reason to do that, especially what he did when he caught him in the arm. I don't know. There's like not really room for that. I think now and this guy's been like pegged as one. Like if this happened once, I get it. But he's pegged as a dirty player and he put him out for two months. So it's like, what the fuck? Like he can't be having that. And then the Bucks are like, oh, we're behind him. And I say, fuck you, bitch. Well, if he was playing on your team, wouldn't you no. like some sort of a grinder? No, not like that. He's not a grinder. That's the thing. He's not a good defender. <laughs> like if he was a good defender that had some hard flowers every now and then, that's fine. Or even if he gets a flagrant, but like the way he did it was dumb. He was behind him. He wasn't even 
in position to block him. It was just a dirty foul, I think. Really. I watched it in real time, and I'm like, that looks bad. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing of the game. Like, you think about it. In the 90s, this shit would happen all the time, and guys would, yeah. you know, that wasn't a thing, right? So what is our definition, I would say, today of a dirty player? Because Rodman used to throw his elbows. Yeah. Like I mean, he was, he was he was a dirty player, too. Very. Very <laughs> um, much so. I don't know. There's like, there's like, and it sounds dumb, but there's like ways to follow people. And like the way guys follow people when they're driving the lane, they don't want to give up a free bucket. It's fine. And it happened with uh, Franz Wagner on the magic. And he's like a rookie. So it makes more sense to DeMar DeRozan, how he got it. You're just not supposed to adjust where the guy's body's actually going, like the direction it's going. If there's a force of movement, you can get in front of him and you can follow him, but you can't push him in a different direction. So like he, you know, like, cause like, Franz Wagner went up and grabbed DeRozan and kind of like spun him around while he was running and you could fuck up a guy's ankle that way. You're really supposed to just kind of wrap him up, get the call and then let go so he can keep going, force the inertia. That's why the Caruso thing's a problem. So like, you know, there's a way to do it. They're trained to do it like that. And that's why also it's kind of like, okay, you knew that this was a thing. You know there's a way to do this and you still ended up doing it that way. And then, you know, it's a softer league now, so opinions no no i agree i agree i'm not i'm not defending grayson allen i am not at all because i really don't have a dog in the fight yeah more so than i like caruso a lot and you know it's gonna suck to not have him for six to eight weeks but by playing devil's advocate saying you know what maybe it's a good opportunity now for these young guys all to play together and to get some time on the court together considering you're not you're not going to be out of playoff contention due Mm -hmm. to this little run you know, the Heat are, are rolling right now in the East. They're good. They're real good. And they're get and they're catching some steam. And then I mean, who would have thought that the Cavaliers would be this good? Yeah, that's crazy over there. Nobody. So for me, this is something that I feel as if is good for us. Whatever is happening, whatever this needs to be, I think it needs to be. These young guys get a chance to play together now. This I, I can't pronounce his name. Iodosunmu. Dude, let's this go. Kid, this kid for a second round draft pick, pro, just what a boss. U of I product from Morgan Park, baby. That guy puts in buckets. He was passed up by so many guys. So happy the Bulls picked him up. That's He's like, so good. He's that's like good. modern day Jimmy Butler for us. I hope we can yeah. hold on to him and don't let him go. Yeah. So, agreed. you know, I feel like this team, once everybody comes back healthy, they're going to be more motivated than ever, and we're going to be in line to go on a big run. Yeah. Right. Fingers because crossed. Let's hope this is the right time of year for that to happen. Tail of tape is injuries right now. And I feel as if they'll bounce back from it. You know, the next few games here are going to be interesting to see how they play. Last night's game against the Raptors was a barn burner. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't have been. That's the real problem right now is they're dropping leads. And, you know, they they were beating the thunder. I was watching that game the other night. I watched the first half of that game. They were beating the thunder by like, 20 points. Yep. And then the Thunder come back and lose by one. By one. Yeah. And the Thunder aren't very good. So that's the concern. Jamar's getting a little overplayed. He got a night off the other day. Um, it's going it, to, load management is going to be a huge thing here because DeMar DeRozan's not very old uh, or he's not very young. Levine obviously was out with an injury. So you got to make sure you monitor that as it goes. Um, you know, just get enough wins to get you by. And that's just what really what's going to. That's what's going to come down to because the East is a strong conference. And right now you are in a pretty nice spot. We're in a nice spot and we're in a position right now where if we do drop some games, it's not going to be the end of the world, right? It's not going to be the end of the world. So I do feel as if though, that this, 
this is going to be something for them that ultimately will wind up being good once we start getting into April, May, June. That's what I believe to be. The, yeah, the, the play. I think you're right, and I hope you're right. Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, I, I love nothing more than Bulls playoffs. Like, love it. Some of my favorite basketball to watch. So Yeah, playoff basketball is badass. <laughs> it is really good. And now that defense is actually starting to be more valued in the game and they're stop calling all these silly nonsense fouls, the game's actually far more enjoyable to watch. So I'm all about this team. And I feel as if, uh, you know, we have a potential to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I do too. If, if we're fully healthy. We're fully yeah. healthy. If so. we miss if we lose one of these guys, it could be rough, but you're not looking into that. You're hoping full healthy, including Patrick Williams, to move yourself into the playoffs and have some depth on the bench. That would be that'd be nice. That'd be nice to see. Yeah, it would be great to see. I, I just I, I go back to of course the best the best asset you have as a team right now is availability. So Let's touch on a little bit of this MLB yeah. Hall of Fame run here. Let's yeah. not go too down on the rabbit hole. Yeah, I can do that easy if you want. <laughs> oh, so can I because I love it. I love it. I love it. So what I will say is this. I, I feel as if it's absolute nonsense growing up in this era. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, guys like this are not making it in to the Hall of Fame. Yep. And some of the best baseball players I've ever seen in my entire life are getting snubbed due to performance-enhancing drugs. Right. I'm sorry. Just because you take steroids, that doesn't mean you can hit major league pitching. Right. Or evade it the way Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds did. So it's just – it's drawn out it's past stupid. point right now. Yeah. I think the the problem with this, for sure – and, like, again, we're big baseball guys here, and that's, like, not necessarily a thing that is everywhere. So I get that. But – uh. The way the Hall of Fame works basically is it's 75% vote from the Baseball Writers of America or whatever the fuck their name is. It's just a bunch of old guys that do baseball writing. Um, And they voted in Big Poppy this year on the first time on the ballot. The reason this is such a big deal is because this is year 10 for Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds to get in. My gripe with it, I'm going to be really quick with this, but number one, the Hall of Fame is a museum at the end of the day. That happened. That was a time in baseball. And Barry Bonds is, I would say it's basically objective that he's the best hitter in MLB history. You might be able to throw Tony Wynn in there, but Bonds had broke every home run record. So every home run record. It's like, if you look at his baseball reference, it's just disgusting. If you follow war, whatever you may be, Bonds is second all time after Babe Ruth and David Ortiz is 182nd. So this is number two. This is the number two point that I'm going to make. Really, at the end of the day, they vote based on who they like more than what they actually did on the field. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens weren't necessarily the most agreeable guys in the world. They got in trouble for using PEDs, but that was technically that whole report wasn't actually set in stone, which is like the problem. The Mitchell report wasn't like this actually happened for sure. There's also plenty of plenty of things of saying David Ortiz might have taken a few things. I don't know if he did. I don't really care either way. But my whole thing is, is if David Ortiz did, and then you put him in after that for being what he was and being lovable, and you don't put Barry Bonds in for doing the same thing and being better, it's just, I don't know. It's like, it feels like it's just a farce that lets old dudes just like get off on their power to vote for who they like rather than what actually is a good barometer of what baseball's been for so long. 
in my opinion, it shouldn't be up to the writers. It should be Stupid. up to the former players. Yep. And the guys who played with them day in, day out, year after year. And it should be a consolidated vote of former players, not writers who are those subjective. guys suck too. They suck. They're like old shitty dudes. <laughs> well, I mean, look at what they did to Ron Santo. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but Ron Santo didn't even get a chance in his life to see him go to the, go to the hall of fame. Right. And he was on the ballot for like 30 years. Right. That, and it's like terrible. And that's what like, I'm saying. It's like, they decide that they don't want him in. Right. So then and they're like, ha 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 ha. Look at me. It's like, you don't even mean anything, dude. Like, I don't no, know. You don't, me. you don't. And, and it's like, whoever got along with X writer is going to get the vote. And then, you know, guys like Bonds and Clemens who, who weren't always the nicest to media. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, they might have that been shouldn't assholes. be the reason. No. Yeah. It should it's... be the product that you put on the field. Yeah. And I'm just sick of it at this point. Cause if you're them not doing this is blatantly leaving history out of the Hall of Fame, which is not what you're supposed to do. There's there's like integrity to it that isn't being had. There's guys handing in ballots, not voting for anybody. It's like the fuck what does that do for you or anybody or anything? It's a waste of time. And yeah. I understand Big Poppy was great, but he just he wasn't that great. He wasn't Barry Bonds. No one Like, maybe Big Poppy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But if he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, then Barry Bonds sure as hell deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Especially if he's first ballot Hall of Famer. And Barry Bonds doesn't get in in 10 years. And I, Roger Clemens is the same way, but it's like, it, it goes with the same thing. Like, if Barry Bonds doesn't make it in, Roger Clemens doesn't make it in. But so does David, David Ortiz is making it in. You know? It's like, Barry Bonds needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Here's what I'll say, and this is how I'll leave this. Yeah. Not one man has as much power as Bonds did and struck the fear in the hearts of pitchers the mm -hmm. way Bonds did. I've never seen anyone get walked with the bases loaded in the bottom of the right. Middle. Barry Bonds did. Yeah. Just put him on base. Fuck it. I'm not pitching to him. We'll take the run yeah. to get to the next batter because we are that petrified of what this guy is capable of doing at the plate. Yeah. And if you can't it's put that in the Hall of Fame, you're a fucking idiot. Well, it, once again, no amount of steroids can help you hit a baseball. Because yeah. there was plenty of dudes on it, too. Like, fucking Conseco wasn't even a quarter of Barry Bonds, and he was on more rights. You're going to tell me that David Ortiz didn't take this shit at some point in his career? Right. I'm sorry, I don't believe you. Right. You're not going to tell me all these guys that snuck through this era didn't do a cycle in their offseason? I don't fucking believe Ortiz you. was like in a minor in minor league systems like with the Twins and stuff, and he was around like A-Rod and fucking Barry Bonds and all, all of them. Guys. It's like, come on. like Everybody cheats. Get over you yourself. Get yeah. You get caught. And I'm not saying Bonds wasn't a little cavalier with his intent there because, I mean, right. he came back from one offseason looking like a like his head was Thick the size of a fucking watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, dude, where did, where did all this, did this size come, come from? from? Yeah. Uh-huh. And listen, I understand if you do it in the offseason, you keep 50% of your game, fine. Because you're not tested in the offseason. It's like NFL players. You're going to sit here and tell me guys like Aaron Donald aren't taking HGH in the offseason to A, right. recover. And then not only that, B, gain more strength. Right. Come on. It's just, yeah, it's an outdated argument. And then this is where I'll leave it too. But you know they do the legacy awards, and that's how Minnie Minoso got in. Or Baines, rather. They're going to do that, and it's going to be at a time when Barry Bonds is, like, considerably older. And it's just going to it's gonna feel wrong, and they're going to be like, we made a mistake. And then everybody can say, yeah, we knew that when it happened. 
And that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's going to be so performative and stupid. And it already annoys me because it's like, this guy should have been in there anyway. And I don't even think we need to talk about it anymore. It's just, it's just dumb. And I think the baseball hall of fame is like bullshit. Like <laughs> you have to make your own hall of fame where actual history is brought into opinion. Well, it is what it is, man. It's, it's not going to change because baseball's told us that being the oldest pastime in America, it won't change its ideology. You just stay old. Yeah. It's just going to stay old. And, and if this whole lockout nonsense continues, mm, we're in for a whole other discussion. Yeah, they don't have a lot of favorable uh, things going on their side to me right now. So No. I hate the end the episode, doom and gloom. But we will get to more baseball talk as this uh, offseason starts yeah. to roll on. Especially the hot stove reports. Those aren't over. So be looking for those when we can get back Love. to going live on I baseball I miss talk. giving a little hot stove. I miss it a lot. I know. I know. Good Good to the guys that got signed before, but maybe not. It's going to be interesting in spring training if and when they play. Yeah. Um, how that's going to work. Hey, they've done, they've had a couple meetings. They've had their third meeting. No deal was made, obviously. But supposedly, word on the street is they're getting to a point. So I'm hopeful, yeah. but is we that know. The and greatest, Vince? Well, uh, not anything in particular because obviously it's pretty closed vest in there. But yeah. Really, you know how baseball works as far as deadlines are concerned. They work better with deadlines, whether it's the trade deadline or the free, free agency deadline or whatever it may be. So I feel like it's going to go to a point where it's going to be dragged on until they're basically forced to or lose games. We'll see how that goes, but it's nice to hear something, you know. Hey, let's end this episode on a positive note. The Bears have yes. Matt Eberflus. Yes. Say that five times fast. I can't. As their new head coach, and then Ryan Poles. We are back to Ryan and Matt 2.0 as there Bears fans. We have a wonderful conference championship week coming up here. So everybody, please enjoy your weekend. Have a wonderful rest of your week. This is episode four of the Taxi Squad Podcast. Thank you so much for coming through. Peace.